How you baby bears doing? You know, just a lot of eye blood and, you know. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on, baby bear. (laughs) Are you even ready? Are you still watching the movie, Seth? No, 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 no. I, I totally refreshed. As if I needed to. No, it's like it's it's just like dipping back down into a little jacuzzi. It's the jacuzzi. <laughs> Sam, is Sam Neil in the jacuzzi already? Yes, well, that is kind I of a jacuzzi see? in that little in the gravity <laughs> chamber in the gra- <laughs> the gravity it's drive. True. Like Should when I... Baby Bear puts his finger into the weird dark puddle. Yeah. Oh, the dark puddle. That's an even better jacuzzi. I didn't think about the dark puddle jacuzzi. <laughs> Can I say what we're doing before we start <laughs> talking completely fucking inscrutably about this movie? Um, we watched Event Horizon again. We'll get into the we'll get into the whys a little later, but we watched Event Horizon again. We watched uh, Jonathan Mostow's 1997 film Breakdown. <laughs> Uh, and we watched something <laughs> wild, the Jonathan Demi movie. Um, mm. so great week. We got. How did we get it? We got here because Quinlan is it a Quinlan Bridge? Kathleen Quinlan, and what is the actor's name who plays Baby Bear? Uh, Jack, no- Jack, Jack, Jack Noseworthy. No- <laughs> Jack Noseworthy. Yeah. So can we talk about well, how Jack- fucking weird it is that they that both those movies are in 1997? Back to back or something, yeah. And what is I, going on? And then apparently, felt, Kurt Russell works with this director later in another movie, which we probably now have to see. Sol- Wait, with Soldier. Mostow? Uh, with uh, Anderson? Oh, in, uh, Soldier, I think. So we we oh. had to. We might. <laughs> it might be you calling our name. The superior Paul Anderson film director. Yes, Anderson. Yeah, just Anderson. <laughs> um. Jonathan Mostow, who directed Breakdown, mm-hmm. also directed the uh, the submarine film U five seventy one. Here we go. And I believe I I need to look this up now while we're talking about it. But I think he made Terminator three. Yes, he did. Okay, am I right? Rise about of the that? Machines. Yes. Well, turn, turn, the keys, turn the keys. Turn the keys. Rise of the keys. <laughs> turn of the. Yeah, he made that. So, you know, I mean, yes, high, it's just very dungeon. High, high just, level dungeon. <laughs> we're just really in in like a lot we're, of different wheelhouses <laughs> simultaneously. We're working in lots of stuff. The Quinlan thing was just amazing. And like, I mean, she kind of Quinlan watching uh, Event Horizon is <laughs> <laughs> amazing this time because she really is like this fulcral component to this to the movie and there, there's or there's like some there's like an emotional yes. thing that she adds mm-hmm. to it and a mer- maternal thing that she adds naturally yeah. as mama bear that is and she's kind of the mama bear in breakdown too i mean like she you know or this thing that you you that you've lost like the vanishing that's just yeah. so this egg you know this law the golden egg um oh, man dude back to the but, I um, hadn't thought about it. It's of course it's the vanishing. I hadn't thought about that. But I guess it's like totally but, the vanishing. I was like, this is like a cover version or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or, vi- or vice versa, you know. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful version. But um, I was so glad that we got to watch Breakdown too. But Event Horizon mm. naturally goes with. It. I mean, we 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 know how to marry these things together. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, the three I, just, rings. I would just love to know. I didn't know research about this, so maybe I wouldn't love to know that much. But like, how is it that Jack Noseworthy and Kathleen Quinlan are both in these two yeah. films yeah. in the same year? Like, I'm sure it's just how like agents work or something. You yeah. Know? It's like people who are a certain amount of fame and have a certain amount of credits like are just in this stratum of like getting picked for these roles. Yeah, I didn't look at the I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean that, that that would be my guess. No, I mean I'm sure you're right. You are a Hollywood uh 
you know, I, I live and die Hollywood. But I remember, you know, like, I, what was the thing? Noseworthy was in a TV show. I'm almost positive. Yeah. And whatever. It oh, was, I spent some time on his he was, Wikipedia. He was hot but, at the time. What was the show? I mean, I don't know if y'all remember. What did you learn, but they, man? Like, if there was a show, like, I, I just think I remember knowing that Noseworthy was hot at the time. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah when Event Horizon came out, I was just like, this is a noseworthy vehicle. And I'm going to yeah. have is that, to. Is that how you think about it? It's, it's like. a noseworthy it's, moment. Yes. Uh, noteworthy, noseworthy <laughs> film. Uh, is this noseworthy is a really good question. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, I can't wait to have noseworthy. a million. Wait, wait, wait. So, so we were, we rewatched event horizon to in, in in at least part to investigate baby bear a little bit more i'm assuming yep. yes mm-hmm. do his shirts have buttons <laughs> i don't wait. remember i mean wait in space are there buttons no it feels like they're well, more like smocks i, I feel like space have more is smocks? a world of yeah a world of zippers and it's <laughs> mm-hmm. um, a world of buttons Zippers and rivets. There's not a lot of buttons. <laughs> That's really true, yeah. He's riveted. <clears throat> um, Baby Bear. Oh. You know, what's amazing is I, as I was rewatching it today, I was like, does anybody die in this one? Because it takes a while for anybody to die and even rise. And I kind of mm-hmm. forgot for sure. I was like, is it just in their heads or do they actually? And no, of course, they're oft in the most extravagant, delicious well, ways possible. Um, hmm. And I totally had forgotten all their deaths, which is weird. Like they don't have... The, the, I don't the, remember the, the deaths. Yeah, the, either, the deaths are not memorable in Event Horizon, which is interesting for like a horror thing. So and wait, it's like, what is memorable? It, what is, yeah, it's like exactly like what is going on in the at thing? the end. It's it's Stark. Um, it's the rescue dude. Yes, and and it's Baby Bear, technically. Mm. Yes. Oh, it's ba- yeah, maybe Baby. Oh, yeah, we just don't see. Well, him. he's like he's Getting frozen up. or whatever. Or not still in the gravity couch. Like, She's in his gravity. He's in couch. the back to tank. Yeah, <laughs> I think about back to tanks a uh, lot. But the couches yeah. are great. Like the the design is great. Like going back to it. And like mm-hmm. there's just something simple about it. But I was sending y'all some of the most amazing factoids about this movie. I think there's a depth. It is a haunted, yeah. a haunted uh, production. And I mean, dig in. Is it? I we looked at a bunch of different screenshots. Like Kurt Russell had something to do with something. Oh yeah, no, well, I think thing? that ne- the Kurt uh, told Paul W. S. Anderson that, that this was going to be the movie that he would, you know, that he would be be proud to have made, you know, years from then, even if it wasn't received the right way then. And Kurt Russell was just saying that this is a, a profound, uh, a monumental movie, you know, at the time. And I think and then, Event Horizon, and then, yeah. And then Russell worked with him. In that You're next movie, me. yeah, I mean, and then, but I think, and because and Quinlan and Noseworthy, they had just been in Breakdown, and somehow Dear it bridged God. over to Event Horizon from there, and wow, uh, which is just so strange, but yeah, p- powerful movie year, and I remember, yeah, I, I saw, I saw Breakdown was a <laughs> rental at the time. Oh, I, I know well, I saw that. And theater, Event Horizon theater in the theater multiple times. Oh man, I, I'm so, I wish I had seen Breakdown in the theater. This is a fucking wait. You did? I did. Oh, yeah, with please, gram- with Grandma. Is that when you became a Breakdown boy? Can you? Can you? Oh, well, yes. yeah. No, I loved it right away, and I was like, "This is like, um, yeah." I like. I wouldn't. I didn't have the the like terms for it, but it's like. When I think about the movies I went to see, like with my grandma in that era, it's like, when did Executive Decision come out? Like, I bought that without, I haven't watched it yet, but I just like on a Kurt Russell hunch. It's a great hunch. So that's 96. So, like, we definitely saw Executive Decision. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if she was excited about Kurt Russell. She was excited (laughs) about about movie stars, basically. Like, um, but that's the weird thing about the late nineties is like you get movie stars in these, like um, what now would seem to be all, like a movie like this would almost be like an indie movie. Now it's like um, <laughs> it would never get made basically in this way where it's like this mm-hmm. medium budget kind of like star vehicle. Like it feels so weird to watch it now. So like, I think the experience I was having at the time was just being like, I like I just love movies like this. Like yeah. um 
yeah. tight little like stories about like one simple revenge plot line or like in your airship, know, you know, yeah, like, in your space, in yeah. your spaceship. I mean, it's it's perfect. Or, yeah, in our little well, our Event tubes. Horizon. I talked about this when we did the last time we watched Event Horizon, but I watched that in my friend's basement. Like, uh, I didn't see that in the theater. That was mm, mental. Mm, mm-hmm. No, I mean, but scariest movie. I thought it was the scariest movie ever at the time. Is it not? Nah, not no. Don't you think? I, I mean, I guess if you think about actually experiencing that though, like versus watching it as a film, like, I think I'd rather experience Event Horizon than Breakdown. Breakdown is pretty, yeah, pretty rough. Yeah, I mean, pretty. I think I would too, honestly. <laughs> like as anyone in Breakdown, I don't want to be a bad guy. I don't want to be a good guy. Definitely don't want to be Kathleen Quinlan. But in both of them, and in all, and actually in all three, I know Eric. I'm sorry. But I mean, uh, go ahead. I didn't know if you had something. Uh, oh, but no. I mean, I, I think, the only thing I, w- I was thinking was it's it's like especially in breakdown. I realized that every single decision that is made is is opposite of what I is how I would react in that situation. But it was this miraculous. It was that every single choice, like when it came to a fork in the road decision for Kurt Russell, he chose. I mean, even just letting, of course, letting her go in the in the truck in the first place and kind of separate, letting them separate in the first place. But just see, mm. I can't remember all of the specifics, but it's just an entire movie of the wildest decision points that I think I, I've ever come across. Doesn't it flip at a certain point, though? It's like the the bit like the first half of the movie is him like um, like caverning into his own like naive to, like um, and politeness Ooh. too i think and, and then the second half of the movie is like it's the decisions are absurd but in a way of like he now sees the game and he's like doing the reckless shit he needs to do to win the game like yeah yeah no it like, does flip but then even then it just i guess the predicament that or the the way he's he gets cornered and yes. gets out of the corners Yes, is pretty fabulous in just the way that it's put together. It just feels like I mean, almost... he's spelunking in the dungeon. Yes, for sure. it, and it feels like I was like just this, gonna like... mention the dungeon. Like this is the uh, er, is this the Ur dungeon? Like when you think of a dungeon, I know that mm. there's a larger context that yeah. that there's a there's a historical context for the dungeon. But I was thinking, like, what is is this? What pops into your head sometimes when you think of as the personal dungeon? Well, I go ahead, Seth. Well, yeah, I mean, just losing the people. It's it's like the it's the true disaster of yeah, losing that nuclear thing. Mm. The, the, those people that are central to you, or something that, or that fear, or that helplessness of losing somebody, is pretty <clears throat> deep for me. Um, or missing somebody, but I mean, um. At the same time, like I still, like I told you, like I do, the, I, it's so hard, harder and harder for me to identify with the hero nature that's required to like <laughs> to, to repair that situation. <laughs> that I'm uh, like that, that that makes it like a, a really nice dungeon. Um, yeah, situation. Well, that's the dungeon. The yeah. like. We maybe we need to do like a bit of a like dungeon refresher. I know. I still sometimes like, I have to think about because, but, but like I think that part like. It's not like the dungeon isn't just like being afraid of something. It's like, it's like you're afraid to look in the mirror. Yeah. Of something. yeah, yeah. Like, so it's like the part where the part about heroism. Yeah. I was, I was like, of what's true. You know, it's like the, the, yeah. the it's like the, uh, yeah, there's something always the truth that you don't want to, don't want to look it. at, you know, the or dungeon is or it keeps coming back like, around to it or to you. Yes. It's like the abject or something. It's fit, mm-hmm. like, or it, like I think about it like kind of bodily too, like the bodily shock of looking at something that is hmm. larger than you can process or something. Well, it's uh, it's it is a little uncanny in the se- in the sense of like the Lynch thing. I always am talking about with the mm. like um, the like. Maybe it is something. It's like the monster is so visible that that it's like invisible. It's like so big it takes. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's like if something was taking up your your entire field yeah, of view, you like, wouldn't be able to perceive yeah, it or something. Like sitting yeah. with it, you know. You're just, I guess, you know, just keep. No, like, yeah, it's just uh, an ambient mm. thing. Mm-hmm. 
but like I said, that's it's a, a truth that you're that's right there in front of all of us, and yeah, it keeps kind of <laughs> washing back up in all these things that we keep showing each other. Um, hmm. I don't know. That's a good. That was a good refresher. But did it get me more confused? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at the list. I have like my document with the movies we watched. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's like a, all I had to actually say about this is like, oh, Kathleen Quinlan and Jack Noseworthy are both in these. Movies. Yeah, my, no- my notes have gone pretty bad, pretty shambles. Well, lately. it's a sensual dungeon for you, though, isn't it? Like, Kathleen yeah, we're like Quinlan. really feeling it out. Really feel like, oh man, can, I got you, some, can you dig I got deep some, into that? Like, those huge feelings? crushes. So, like, the Quinlan thing, um, it's the, these two movies for sure. It, her and Event Horizon was like a definitely a crush, uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, she's a really good mom in Apollo 13. <laughs> oh, wow, uh-huh. okay, yeah, good to go back. And, and I always liked that Kathleen Quinlan role, uh-huh. um. Uh, but and then I wanted to talk about in something wild. I noticed um, the woman uh, who is the actor who plays Jeff Goldblum's wife in Independence Day. Not well, like his estranged wife who he like gets back together with at the end uh-huh. of Independence Day. She's Irene in Something Wild, like huh. the woman who's kind of like with Ray at that at that. Oh well, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so like, and that that like. Her and Independence Day. I'm like trying to figure out what's going on with my like 90s crushes, kind of like it's these sort of like threaded back through all this, like stuff. 90s young mom. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like the, those are your search terms. Certain, I'm certain like, hair. <laughs> I'm down in some kind of dungeon. That's right. <laughs> 90s mom dungeon. Um, wow. <laughs> And like it's like these the, the crushes you have when you're <laughs> when you're like 13, 14, 15, they they are like um is it is it too filthy to use the word seminal? Like they're <laughs> seminal like crush. um they stick with you, you know? It's a destroyer. Is it, was it Miles Davis who said you love the first woman you touch or something? It's like mm-hmm. uh it's not like that, but it's like uh I think you know. a lot about like the crushes that I had so far removed away from being able to revisit or visualize them because I was thinking of like I had a crush on the the cover art to Duran Duran's Rio <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where it's like one of those like kind of 80s like art deco like angular portraits of like a woman with really like kind of rectilinear hair and stuff um, and and I I don't know. I was like thinking about like other things like that where it's like, you know, I remember the idea of Brooke Shields being interesting <laughs> to me, even though I didn't see a Brooke Shields movie like I had seen her. But I remember like Blue Lagoon was something that people like whispered about or whatever that is, the one where it's like she's on an island, Mm, which I mm -hmm. still haven't seen, I don't think. But I remember like, you know, other fourth graders murmuring about that or whatever. So having this kind of like, yeah. 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 So just thinking about like the, the, um, the imagine, imaginative like displacement of crushes in, in, is that something that it, is that just me in no, repressed Indiana? No. In in like media kind of desert no. early early eighties. Like No, I was thinking about that made me think of like uh, Jennifer Connolly and how much I kind of like had a cr- have had a crush on her for my, oh, my for whole sure. life or my entire life. And she's in When are we watching Career Opportunities? Ooh, is that <laughs> I have never seen that. I've never heard of that. Oh man. Her oh, and Frank seen... Whaley are no. trapped in a target over. Oh yes. No, oh, my God. Yes, please. No, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Eric. Incredible Eric, shit. Eric. I've I've no idea. Oh. We can we can Oh shit. I forgot that was Jennifer Connolly. Wait, no, but keep talking is about Jennifer Connolly. Anyway, but yes, I, and she's in the and Connolly's in the new Top Gun, and it just like mind-blowing to kind of see the like the iconography get like kind of i mean it comes back around like coming back around to um yeah my dungeons i mean Mm. jennifer connelly yeah for sure well like 
I guess what I was thinking about, because I should look up her name, um, in Something Wild, uh, the woman who plays Irene, uh-huh. like, it, it, it's like, it's so weird like, <laughs> when you haven't thought of someone in like 20 years, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like an old friend occurring to you, yeah. Yeah. but it's like, and seeing them when they're younger, it's like, I, I feel like I'm saying this constantly here, but it's like, Movies really are time travel. Mm-hmm. It's like no, they make me like cry that way. What was the one that we? It was a couple weeks ago where we watched a movie and it was just seeing these people in amber. Basically, it was the last waltz, and I mean, yeah. it was just yeah, yeah. seeing these people really preserved perfectly in amber is just this thing. And yeah, Jeff Daniels and Melanie Griffith in Something Wild are like, and it just it captures this moment of you know a, a city that like again like is, is like just some mythical thing to me but it yeah. makes the entire movie this it, it's this mythical magic to it that mm. um movies had when we when we were young that when i was younger i, I guess they, they still, still have do. yeah i guess they still have but did you can I ask, did you watch a comedy with your kids the other night when you were talking about it? Well you ended up renting legally blonde and oh, watching it. Did, I had never seen think? it before. They they liked it's it. Hilarious. They liked it a lot. Yeah, they liked it a lot. It was cool. pretty good. I had never seen it. I had actually never seen it. I, there's like <laughs> a cult, there's like a cult, I think, following of it or like a yeah, yeah. thing about it. And I'm trying to figure were that your, part out. Were your kids laughing? A little bit. Like there's a lot of like su- not suggestive stuff, but PG yeah. PG thirteen ish stuff. So Ada was giggling a lot and went over Noah's head. I think Noah yeah. was bored by it because there's just like some legalese stuff. But it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was definitely Dungeon Junior for sure. Um, the the <laughs> actor's name in, in who plays Irene in Something Wild is Margaret Colon. Mm. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring up something about Melanie Griffith also. Yes, mm-hmm. which is that she was a she's a movie star, right? Mm-hmm. I was like realizing that I've basically that this is like my first not so i went back through her filmography to see if like Uh uh-huh i i was feeling like i've never watched her in anything i just like know who she is what is she in is she in anything big because i feel like she's an established actor yeah yeah her big roles are like i i never saw working girl i never saw um me neither what are her other big movies um born yesterday bonfire the vanities pacific heights yeah, you're right. Um, but I never saw Body Double, but I realized. Um, I I oh, she Double. was in Nobody's Fool. Ago. She was in Now and Then. She was in the remake of Lolita in '97. Um, but the um, what I realized was <laughs> I've seen her in two movies. One is like her, basically one of her her first movie kind of was Night Moves, like that Gene Hackman movie. Oh wow, from 1975. Dude, totally. She plays like, <laughs> like a blind. She plays like a really hot teenager, like an inappropriately young sex symbol, basically. Uh-huh. And then like, um, and then I saw her in Celebrity, the Woody Allen movie in '98. Oh, huh. But like, yeah. So it's weird. Like she was like this huge thing in like the late '80s through the like mid nineties, basically. And then Bandera and then like, married Banderas. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember that, but like, I never saw any of those movies yeah. and I had never seen something wild, even though I love like, um, oh, yeah, I'm glad I saw, I had seen finally yeah. something wild. Seth, you send me that poster of something wild uh-huh. and it's, it's the first thing that people see when they enter our house. It's like uh, on the side of this bookshelf. Oh, it's so so it's really a good image. It's like skeletons and handcuffs and stuff. It's like, I really like the design. Yeah. No, I, just like the design I had never seen it. So I watched it this the same week thing. Like, like I, I liked the poster and I sent it to y'all and I was like, well, I guess I have to, I should watch the movie when it was streaming and it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, the soundtrack I, alone is mind blowing. But everything yeah. about it is so good. And it's a Demi. It's like a really interesting yeah. Demi. Uh, and Ray Liotta I, died. Like, <laughs> I can't. Oh God, yeah. Wow. R.I.P. Uh, to the while we were while like the day. It was like the moment I was loving him the most. We were on yeah. the phone with him. Actually, talk about the dungeon. <laughs> he was supposed to be on this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the surprise of this. As a matter of fact, we're bringing we're him on. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, is that too is that too dark no no i think that's i think it's we love we love ray liotta <laughs> huge ghost. ray liotta fan yeah. that's the thing oh my god but this was gonna yeah. be our and i guess now it's even better time to there was a really sweet uh lorraine brocco posted some sort of like remembrance of him about like working with him on goodfellas uh-huh. that, was, that was like incredibly uh. sweet you oh, know, I've only like years. half paid attention to probably half of Goodfellas. Eric, you know, ooh, so baby, gotta... it's a pretty good movie. Just... I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I have, know. I have. It's not something I'm proud of. If it's know? not a wheelhouse for you, I mean, we could. We might we, have to. We could um, take you down the. Oh my god! I'm, one a, of the I'm funniest... in a Michael Mann like. It's one of the funniest right movies of all it time. Is so Goodfellas, perfect. like, yeah. I just think about them cutting. Um, garlic in prison like that's the yeah, only image that i have is cutting like is like the, the razor blade yeah whenever i think about um whenever i make pasta i think about that scene you know? <laughs> <laughs> when you're sitting there like i have never whenever i'm pulling out a straight doing... razor to slice my garlic i think well, about. i have thought about like buying oh, like a razor to do that and just to just like is that sorvino good good fellow some garlic yeah, yeah. Mm. that would be very you best i uh i think <laughs> about that movie every time i'm doing like a mountain of blow yeah <laughs> and the helicopters are chasing you <laughs> yeah oh man Poor Ray. Um, rest in peace yeah rest in peace to ray liotta mm. um mm. What else you guys want to talk oh. about? <laughs> so what else do you got to say? Is it's really like a way for Ray to come. <laughs> it's like, uh, we should be like uh, the dungeon, 8 a.m. Conquest version. <laughs> like, we need like all these other micro podcasts. I really, like, honestly, I really would listen to, I. it's probably unethical to do this, but Dungeon Junior episode with your children would be amazing. Just like, what do you think about like Fly Away Home or whatever it is? Yeah, that they watched, yeah, you know? And yeah. like to... Because didn't you say that like like one of your kids cried from joy or something? I can't remember it, which what, what movie we saw. Was it but that movie? But it I mean, was something like. But in that. general, like the things that they're drawn to have always. It's not darker, but there's uh, there's always just that element to all these stories. And is there ever a story where like the parents are actually together? It's like one of the parents has always died of cancer. <laughs> you know, there's just always yeah. something extremely tragic about it. And the, it just like starts off that way. And the kids are like attracted to that particular element of these things and getting to play with that and mm. not play with it. But I mean, to, to wonder about it and to see it, to see it resolve or not. And yeah, to get some kind of something out of it. It's amazing that it even matters to them now. And they might just be humoring me, but that's fine too. Like, but we're no, I think it's, it's, that's gotta be real. It's like, that's like the oldest thing that storytelling does is like, uh, yeah, there's this great Marilyn Robinson essay about like, mm. about fiction is hypothetical. It's like, um, yeah, the hypothetical yeah. character of it. It's like, you get to like, try out like, that's what's so valuable about it is you get to li- like, it is play no that re- way. It's why, play that why, way. Yeah. yeah. Why was like a, why, when I was, why was I was 15 and I was like super excited to go watch breakdown. For some <laughs> That's like, fucking wild. Dude. Like, I love that. There's, I have no fucking connection to any part of this tale. <laughs> like, there's some Massachusetts plates, dude. No, that's true. He is, <laughs> he's coming from Massachusetts. There are some sweet he's Massachusetts. He's coming at you far plates. away oh! from Massachusetts. Oh, <laughs> Is that Monument hey. Valley? He's in Monument Valley. Where is that? It is it like seems to be? So it's like something. the Western world. Oh. And Kurt yeah. is just like going through Bone Tomahawk Valley right there. It's just such a nice, oh, man. nice little, oh, some nice. If shit only on. he had a throat bone. Oh man, do you he think needed that, that there's, throat bone. Do you think that there's other examples of um, Kurt Russell Nostradamus like predictions of uh, how something will be received? that are in print because i kind of trust him after he made that because that's like so right on with event horizon like that's just something he would say like over coffee you mean that he like he predicted the like um how it's good what's good about it how the time how the timeline is like well you know i'll say this they're making two in 1992 or in the early 90s that hollywood's got two wyatt earp movies going on and his is the good one, you know, yeah. like 
Do you Cost- put your money on Russell? Yeah, the Costner one is like boring and endless and like ridiculous. Mm. And hit and Kurt Russell's is like this fun as hell, like tight little movie. I uh, I don't want to interrupt too much, but can we watch the Madonna Truth or Dare thing at some point? Because Kevin Costner is in that, and he sh- he he like it's the like, video for Truth or Dare. Well, it's um the it's Madonna the documentary. The documentary, wow. and it's like wow. her hanging out with like Warren Beatty and all these other people. I've kind of half yes. watched it, but I thought about it because my friend Cohen is talking about this thing where like Kevin Costner comes backstage and she's like, "How did you like it?" And he was like. It was neat. And then she just fucking loses it and is like, <laughs> neat, neat. And it's it's oh, like amazing. So and I think about that a lot. And that's like kind of a shared reference Costner-ism. point whenever like whenever like someone is like really disengaged in a way that kind of pisses you off. It's like, oh, yeah, that's neat. You know, like yeah. little Costner. Oh. That's so yeah, cute. Man, that's brutal. But, yeah. Costner. Neat. Costner's neat to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fan, you know. Uh, field of but yeah, on the herbs where the herbs part is right there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I guess I would just say like, yeah, Kurt was Kurt knew how to handle the herb. Yeah, I mean, deal. when Kurt like it, yeah. it just like the herb text, <laughs> like like, bre- like breakdown is essentially like it feels like a made for TV movie. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like Kurt Russell is like steering this huge. Yeah, like dying helicopter, diving helicopter of a, you know, of an experience in the in, in like an incredible way. Like I can't. I think I'm coming late to to Kurt Russell and realizing just how I'm coming late to the depth of Kurt Russell. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like, the depth of Kurt. We might have to watch Stargate at some point. Uh, you know, Stargate is one of those movies where I love the first part of it, and I totally don't give a shit about it when they show up someplace and yeah, have yeah. some weird thing. But like the Stargate, I think about a lot. Mm, there yeah. should be like that's what I there should be like a whole series of like stories where you just lead up to the moment of like whatever like the Stargate moment, like just end the portal, the just giving you the portal. First see the just yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Arrive show, show me to the portal like yeah. give me all the weird shit from the past <laughs> like give me all the like but the I instruction don't manual on the other side of the portal put the portal like, together get to the portal and then we can stop that's a great idea por- i would portal watch work portal just assembly. portal work we can call it portal erection portal care <laughs> You have to, you know, as a person in my late forties, you got to take care of your portal. You know? <laughs> oh man, Wait, who needs off the menu? Do you got? <laughs> you got portal. Yeah, sorry, I've been a little bit off the menu. So, did I dream this, or does he does he hide on a truck to get to the place where the he has to? Is, so he's right? chasing, up, running again, somehow not seen, <laughs> running. Jumps to the what the undergrundle of this thing and holds on to this thing. So I love the way you put it. Like, was I dreaming? Because literally, while I was watching that movie, I like kind of like <laughs> like zoned out. I'm like watching the movie. I'm not doing anything else. I wasn't like looking at my phone or anything. But like, that's what I'm saying. Somehow, to you. At that moment of the movie, I like. I, I think what's happening is so ridiculous that I like was looking at it without seeing it. And then suddenly he was like <laughs> holding on to the bottom of a truck. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, how did I get here? Like I had to rewind to like, go see how he got. I like did a this French new wave times. edit or something. Yes. <laughs> no, I did. I had to do this multiple times. Also, like, how did we get to this spot now? Like, and I, it, then yeah. even today, I was like, "Well, how did they get on the bridge?" I, no, and then I, I kind of remember. I mean, I know he chased him over there, but like just, yeah. and then cranked up against the, the side of the bridge, then mm. and then driving over the part over partially over the top of it. It's just like the the choreography of of the entire world is like this. It's like the Shining is built, you know, the, the, the built, and and even like the inside of the Event Horizon thing. It's just like they're built like in a way that is you just doesn't quite add up yeah. it's like the puzzle doesn't quite come back together or you, that you can can't quite solve or something or it doesn't even Do need to be an, solved it i think that might be the important i'm just remembering back to um the lessons of don levine from yes that film noir class we took and like uh 
you remember the like talk he gave about like the plot of these movies was like intricate to the point of like non being nonsensical, like intentionally. <laughs> yeah. It's like that you're that there was like this in, in, intentional. It's like an attempt to get the audience to let go. Yeah, I don't know. So it's, it's always I still feel like in all these a lot of the movies that we watched, and I'm not smart enough to put it all together, you know. So, but I surrender. I mean, I, I surrender. I guess that's what they want. Anyway, is this a version of negative capability? Ne- uh, narrative surrender. <laughs> yeah, narrative surrender. <laughs> I mean, it kind of. I think that's. Kind it's of a little bit yeah. like it's like combining like a kind of high poetics. Like way of thinking with like just wearing someone down, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with just like just a laziness, shitty way of laziness. being in the world. No, it's you know? like wearing someone down with beauty, or like wearing yeah, someone yeah, yeah. down so they can see like beauty. Um, mm. It's an ordeal. Yeah. It's a. It's a kind of. It's a. Uh, yeah, I was thinking a lot about like um, mm. the kind of transformation that happens when you go through an ordeal, and that's what. But ordeals can be. Um, like, like, okay. So I'm. Um, I wrote the this like Passover Hagada over the last couple of years yeah. that I've been using with my family, and in the in it, there's this. I have this one part about like, I was thinking about like, all this stuff in there about like why there's like all this stuff in the Passover thing about like why are we doing the rituals? Like, yeah. what's mm-hmm. the point? Like, why do we keep doing this every year over and over again? And it's like. Part of it is just that, like, by making it a ritual, you set it aside, and it like so the like the norm like eating dinner suddenly feels special because you've like ritualized it in a certain way. But also, it's like this reminder that like the things that we have to do don't like we don't have to think of them as ordeals, or like mm-hmm. that there there's like an energy that you can gather if you can get past like seeing it as an ordeal mm, mm. and like, I don't know. Part of, a part of me was also thinking about this cause there was like a really intense Celtics game yesterday. And like, um, or was that yesterday? Two days ago? Yesterday. yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Dude. God, time is. Insane. Yeah. Um, but like I was thinking about how miserable I get like watch like I'm like I was like alone watching this game just like pacing I didn't even sit yeah. during the game I was oh, just like, pacing <clears throat> and like getting so at one point I like screamed like really loudly in anger just like oh, I felt like I was gonna like have a fucking aneurysm yeah. or something yeah and it's like I'm thinking like why why am I doing this to myself and then I got to this like point of serenity with it where I was like oh this is this like, is my level. This is yeah. you're like like I, I found the bliss. This in is it. where I, I, this is where you resonate or something. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. But maybe if they lost, I would have lost the bliss. <laughs> the Celtics won. Yeah, I was gonna say it worked out. Yeah. Worked out pretty well for you. Um, I mean, yeah. but do you want to talk about what you just typed, Bass? Me? I was just thinking of like. I pictured your Nintendo scream when we were beating Super Mario Brothers. And we like we kept doing it, and it was like two in the morning. Oh, wait, we did were, I scream? You, we kept, we got so angry, like collectively together. It was like solidarity. Do you remember wh- where we were? It, we were in that 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 board in like World Six, I think, where you like. There you was have a to, couple like, of spots. You're like trapped in this, like you can't get out of this like time hole. Like and we were playing it on like a Wii, which I think has bullshit controllers. Yeah, so yeah. like um, anyway, but I was just thinking of like, I, I was able to picture that. I know what your Nintendo, what your genuine Nintendo frustration scream is. And I would yeah. imagine that it's a kind of species of your Celtics anxiety. Scream. I think That's the, so the anger I'm capable of letting out when I'm with you is like, um, I don't think it comes close to what I'm capable of. When I'm wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. I like totally. thought about destroying a piece of furniture last night at one point. Like a, which, when, which one? When, <laughs> on a play when Jason Tatum didn't get back on defense and the Miami Just Heat got a layup because of furniture. it. I was like so angry and I screamed fuck really loud. <laughs> and then, and I was, I was at, um, I was in Maine and there's this big like like antique kind of like hutch thing and I had this like moment of wanting to just tear the thing down and like destroy it 
And I was like, God, what is wrong with me? Have a drink, man. Like, take it easy. Have you wrecked anything in anger in the last year or so? I feel like I probably have. I've punched my desk a couple times really hard, but I haven't destroyed anything. I'm trying to think if I've destroyed something. I'm sure I have. I've hurt my hand. Yes, I'm Not sure like I have. That. That's the thing. I mean, it's... It, but. And again, like, I guess, you know, the circumstances and all these things are so much larger. It says I, but the, the scale becomes the, like the, rel- my, my <clears throat> scale becomes so small in comparison to any, anything that we like talk about or watch mm-hmm. that like my behavior in the midst of my, you know, relative, <laughs> of course, pure, purely, you know, enjoyable uh, life is not, not acceptable, you know, at all. As I've told y'all <laughs> recently, I mean, does like in a way that it's just like, even, yeah, even like Anton Chigurh is behaving with more, <laughs> like as we've said, with more grace than Not, than like. I wouldn't call it grace. I would call it emotional consistency. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. So I'm you, just like, you, but okay, these are you you're give a better rise man. to you're the a full range man. of emotional <laughs> consistency. Yeah, you are a better I can man use some, than I could use some Chigurh. emotional consistency. Maybe that's the thing about like, but there is something about like Event Horizon that I was trying to figure out. And it's like, is a, a quiet to it? There's something about it that's like, it's not calm. It's not soothing, but it's like, there's something like emotionally consistent about Event Horizon and like what it promises and what it delivers. Yeah. It's like, that is soothing in a way that, you know, our lives are not. I mean, even Event Horizon can be a, a soothing thing to kind of come back to which is is that what sam neill finds i was wondering i was thinking about sam neill and like uh, possession and all of this shit and like even i mean he never really raises an event horizon okay he finds a kind of dark awe i think like Mm. i was thinking about that while he's like he's got his eyes clawed out and he's given that speed that like monologue at the end i was thinking about like so does he is he like he's into this like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I at feel like point. he's beyond this, you know. <laughs> I think he's into the intensity of it. Maybe I don't. I, of of yeah. his creation, like wherever. Yeah, there's Can some it, hubris. Is of, it, oh yeah, yeah, he's got a little hubris. Is it time for us to talk about Scott Glenn? Or oh um, shit. Yeah, like I'll t- I'll turn one key, you turn the other. Go. I mean, go ahead. I, that's the best piece of information you found. Yes, the piece of information that Scott Glenn was up for the Sam Neill role. If that is true, which it has to be, dude. When you think about it, if there's it. a multiverse in which you, you can like you said, it has to be a true. Stargate and watch the Scott Glenn version. Can we talk uh, about see, the Scott Glenn version? To see Captain Bart Mancuso sniffing around of the fucking event, the Lewis and Clark. <laughs> sniffing around God. the fucking Lewis and Clark and the event horizon. You kidding me? He, I, I was picturing his character in Training Day, <laughs> like the stoner, like the stoned, like. Um, Wait, I don't remember dude. him in I, Training Day. I would love Stone. Oh Scott man, and he's so good. He's like this, like old stone drug dealer dude that Denzel's like friends with or oh, whatever. Wow, um, Real House. Yeah, yeah, no, it's that that movie's a dungeon. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about how cool Scott Glenn is. Yeah, like, no, that's a nice, uh, wild, you know. Is it for he? Do, you know, you can think about like the faces of different people. He's a very like he's he's gaunt, but not overly so. You know, he's very like his face has a lot of character. He seems like he could be a real person, but he's more mm-hmm. compelling to look at than than me for yeah. example or other people you know that, that you guess, encounter on a daily basis i would i would say this is like to talk about one of our films from this week a little bit this is like maybe the gift of working with great directors is that i think part of the reason we feel the way we feel about scotland's face is the movie silence of the lambs mm. and the way his face is framed in just the yeah. few scenes he's in yeah. in that movie. Well, that's and the, his, his, his like humility showdown. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I, and like, the, and re, this is Ray, And that's Ray Liotta's like real, really first thing. Like that's why he's in got a good fellas. I mean, I'm telling you, this is a yeah. proto Henry. Yes. Hill. I mean, it is, it is an incredible. Was this Liotta's first 
It was one of his thing. It was basically his first thing. His eyes are rivers. It like, is like they, really they are. are. And I he's so handsome in this movie. I just am spellbound by him. And I can't believe that like it's not because he passed away. Like we were watching this and like I was just so ready to like oh, yeah, go. This is like really his kind of first it's movie. It's really and when he comes wow. in, like just the way that that movie and another yeah, another movie that just like turns like you said, like Breakdown has this real turn to it and something wild too. It's just like these wild splits to the middle or where, wherever they do. And yeah. yeah, just become these totally other kind of recovery, <laughs> recovery job, you know, movies, I guess they all do uh, rescue, rescue missions. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, wow, I hadn't thought about that. Think. Sunshine is so event horizon. Yeah, I was thinking about oh, Sunshine yeah. a lot. I'm so glad that you had me watch Sunshine. And That's got to be a piece. I think of that Sunshine. I think too. that I think Sunshine yeah. does a better job of this. Like, and I know it came later. It just looks better. Yeah, I, I think, think it's, it's like it's got really good. But design, so many similarities. But like, it's yeah. I think there's just it's got Killian Murphy. It just has like super hot people and like really well designed spacecraft. But yeah, we have some of our favorite at. dungeon. Wait a minute. And, and I, I said, no, Hold on. I'm just saying everybody in event horizons really hot. Yeah, too. I know they are hot. Yeah. But I think that there's a different way that, that comes alive when you watch a movie that's like from the last, like, you know, 15 or 20 years, as opposed to like the way that the nineties create a kind, mm. I don't know what that is. I'm saying that like, it's a thing or like, it makes any sense, yeah. but I definitely sort of think about like, the kind of col- like I don't know like the color palette in Sunshine mm-hmm. is so deliberate and minimal, but but like oh, well, like and there's like, no, like I think about it's like about the, like sun. When he's talking, they're, they're talking about the dark, and I, because of having seen Sunshine, when he talks mm-hmm. about the dark, I was thinking about you know what how they described being in absolute darkness or absolute light in uh, in Sunshine, and yeah. that you're either floating or you're or you're you know you're held or you're enveloped or whatever, and yeah, it was just, it was huh. wild. Like it kind of informed the way I was thinking. Yeah. Dungeon, dungeon formations, easy to come by. There's a, there's <laughs> like a hidden, uh, a hidden corridor between those two dungeons. I think, I think for right. sure. I also thought and about why, I don't know why. That's where we've placed our sleeping bags. <laughs> oh, man. oh, I, I did. Was breakdown a little bit Mandy-ish too, or something? Yeah. There's something about Ooh. like that that um, it's a little bit vanishing and it's a little bit Mandy. Like it's like, huh? That's great. So in Mandy, he takes like drugs are part of his like perceptual change. Mm-hmm. That like, I'm just thinking about the way about what changes for Kurt Russell over the course of breakdown. He just gets more and more sick of their bullshit. Well, it's like there are moments of revelation though, right? Like, um, Mm -hmm. like in the diner, the first, like these Mm -hmm. moments where you, where he, like, there's sort of like the panning out. What's that? There's a great shot at one point of like, it's like from above suddenly. And you're like looking down at like, everything falling apart for him basically like Ooh, yeah. i can't remember exactly when that shot comes up, but like i don't know i mean like man there it, it breakdown is all the movies we've been like there's the scene on where he's floating down the river is very no country for yeah. old men. Like, oh for sure yeah like the, it's just like it feels like breakdown has its tendrils like everywhere he's such a like he's not a uh Llewellyn Moss, but there's something about his, st- like, he could become Llewellyn Moss, or basically he becomes Llewellyn Moss. He's unbeknownst, and then he yeah. becomes knownst. He does become knownst. I'll be your fill-in when you are blue, so you can fool me some more. I know you'll hike it, someday you'll pack, then you'll believe in my door. Oh, but I kind of like it, taking you back, so you can fool me some more. I only look for roses when in season. Ah, oh, but you're a rose that comes and goes 
without a reason. I make my mind up, I'm just a fool. Someday I'll even the score. Only to wind up breaking the rule. So you can fool me some more. We gotta take it off the menu. Yeah, yeah. Mo- we, we gotta mosey off the menu here. Friends, consider yourselves off the menu. Yeah, this feels like, good. Feels nice. Oh, does it feels, how, how does feels it a little feel? better. Always lean it to the side a little bit. You're you're unbuckling your belt. Yeah. You're oh. getting in your sweatpants. Yeah, you have to recline to the left mm-hmm. or whatever on when we're Just off falling the menu. over. But yeah. I mean, why did I write down strange readings? Doesn't like. Just reading through. Some, what are you doing? I'm just reading through, making sure I didn't forget anything. That's going to be our new podcast. Re- reading the internet. Reading through. <laughs> reading the notes. Um, yeah, go. I, what do you got? I, Tell I, us a note. I don't see much yet. Go, Eric. What were you saying? Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to. I know we've thoroughly tread over Baby Bear's territory, but I want to just go Not back in enough, a little yeah. bit. Um, mm. There's something about that phrase yes. that like that's that's my nickname for my cat a lot of the time did that know? start after we watched it i or? can't remember it feels timeless but yeah. like <laughs> i have i have definitely it's a it's a very like familial term like i i feel like i definitely like like y'all are baby bears you know oh, yeah. like i would just be like hey yeah. baby bear and like you know oh and, yeah you know, and there, there is that is a kind of uh, not level, but that's a kind of condition of friendship. I think it's like, who are your baby bears? <laughs> it's like the close friends circle on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, who are your? <laughs> I guess there is like there is a pretty. Who's your Okla? Is like uh, like oh man, who are your baby bears and who's your Okla? <laughs> and Okla I is like a grown bear. <laughs> yeah, kidding. yeah. Oh. He's like a Daddy sad bear, bear, that's, bear. Been, that's like locked in a zoo for a long time and you have to like break him out. You have to collage a picture of him on the top corner of a postcard. I, I've been meaning to like this whole week make an Okla collage with you guys in oh, it, but I just so... haven't had like... <laughs> Don't do that's it. That's so kind. Don't do it. trap us in an Oakley collage. <laughs> like, you're going you're gonna to have to get me out of prison at some point. <laughs> I mean, or like I, I've been wanting to like... Um, have like a Jamie Foxx thing in my uh, car where it's like like a Michael Mann like because I've been in Michael I've been exploring visor, Michael visor Mann. inspiration yeah well, I've been vi- doing a lot deep. of vi- visor inspiration in, in Michael Manhood and like I've been thinking about how <laughs> he Man. always has like a visual representation of what people aspire to it yes. like if you watch, like, I watched Manhunter last night and Insider last Ooh. night. Jesus Christ, man. And I, I've watched, like, Heat maybe four or five times this week again. <laughs> but, like, I'm just, I'm, I, I watched Miami Vice a while ago, too. But it's like, if you watch those back-to-back, everyone lives by the ocean. Everyone yeah. is, like, yeah. you In know, houses with no furniture. <laughs> all the relationships are similarly strained. They're all about like obsession versus like mm. duty or more mundane forms of responsibility or something. But, wow. Um, I'm so glad you're doing, you're like going through a Michael Mann moment. I've yeah, been to see I, Manhunter too. Manhunter is great. Manhunter is, is really like, um, well, there's like Red Dragon, which I saw too, which I yeah. think seems like it's like a cover of it or something. I right? There's seen like, it. there's like scenes where like, because when I watched Manhunter, there's like dialogue that's in that, or there's yeah. like oh, wow. certain things. I don't know if it's like, I don't know, but, but um, anyway, I was thinking like, I really do want to like have, um, 
I don't know. An Okla collage is a lot to have in your car, but definitely like a postcard of a place that I want to go in my mind. An inflatable, yeah, maybe, an inflatable Okla for your car. Start start with just the postcard of the like travel destination, and then and then and then I should get really attached to that and get in that meditative space of going to that place, and then just like give it to somebody who's like yeah. in the in the back seat of the car that I don't really know that well. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I'll just char- charge it up with my delusion yeah, and insanity, and then like hand it goes. to a friend of a friend. Oh, I love the idea of charging something up with your delusion and insanity. <laughs> I mean, look around any space yeah. that. I've ever inhabited know, is like what that is. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh man. You should see this like area that I have charged with my delusion and insanity. Uh, fr- so, friends of the podcast, he's looking at an area right I'm now. looking at an area which is where all my cactus graphs are. It has like these um you know the the things that are on top of telephone poles, the insulators? Yeah. Uh, like the the what kind of glass called? things. Uh, I can't remember, but like my grandpa, like his, one of his jobs was like to shimmy up those and like replace those and work huh. on telephone poles wow. in like r- rural Ohio and whenever the fuck that was like r- early 20th century, you know, or something, something like that. And um, so I have some of those and they're like in with, but they're like very like cactus looking too. Um, and then I have like this place where I'm like, fruiting some mushrooms there and then i have a place where like there's a theremin and so i'm just like trying to like haunt this space it's <laughs> also this right over the theremin. theremin quick theremin well it's also a place where like uh, virginia <laughs> the cat died too oh, you know like oh. we we had her put to sleep like in that area and it's directly like under my bed so it's like wow. it's like a very stargate zone yeah you know? yeah not There's like no haunted one. but like ha- haunted is different i guess and that's this is back to like the the dungeon thing too it's like Haunted in like a way that's more meaningful, or not like what I'm, I don't know what I'm a trying to say. Haunt. A sweet haunt, mm. sweet haunt, sweet haunt. <laughs> don't make sweet. me feel. <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sweet haunt. Have you have you guys watched um all like? you know, 500 hours of the Beatles get back thing because it ends with a, with a alternate version of sweet. <laughs> I have not watched that yet. I'll have to check that out. Oh, man. There's a lot of really good, like um, George Harrison, just glaring judgmentally with his like Hari Krishna friends from the, from the rap. That is very done. It's and, highly like, done. Paul and, and John, like just being very amiable and creative. And he's just like, <laughs> but hurt. He's like, but hurt and spiritual in the corner. It's really good. Great workshops. Yeah. But Yoko, spiritual. Yoko is Ono is worth company. the whole thing, which is predictable, but just like watching her, like be so indifferent and just like talk, to like Linda McCartney and just like joking, like instead of just being like in awe of what you know, like yeah, she yeah. fucking rules. Um, I should watch it. Really? I don't know why I keep putting it I mean, off. I don't care about the Beatles at all, and I really liked. I just watched the first one, and yeah, it was, yeah it's, it's kind of interesting to see what like w- like what arguments between people who are post big blow up, but are like, I feel like they're. I don't know. It's it's interesting to see the the tensions and stuff. Yeah, I was watching that around the same time that I was watching Beau Travail over and over again too. So it was nice. just like weave it. Those are both kind of movies about performance, or like ones about music and ones about dance. Yeah, who's the centen of the Beatles? Oof. And who's I, the and who's the Ringo's the Galoop? No, Whoa, John, yeah, Paul's the Galoop. Wow. Paul's, oh, the Paul's, the Paul's the Galoop the and John's the Centen. Yeah. I don't even have strong feelings about it. I used to be very pro George Harrison, you know, just be, yeah. no, for this astrological one, yeah, reasons. Yeah, uh-huh. No, this one this one developed uh, Paul for me in a lot of ways, of course. And, Hashtag who's your Galoop. And George, like you said, like, uh, yeah, in ways that like I just did, they colored these things in, in the, yeah, the film did, itself in just like this wild way. I have some George Harrison portal trivia. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. So do you know? Um, we need a jingle for when there's going to be a trivia. A portal. Question. When there's going to be a portal. So a, <laughs> a, 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 apparently, somebody told me this. I think this is like, 
I learned this from an actual human being and then I looked it up. But apparently George Harrison was slated to be the main guy in Holy Mountain by Jodorowsky. (gasps) And he wouldn't do it because he had to like show his full on butthole. You know, or there's like frogs or whatever. I can't remember if it was like him or maybe there was an entourage that was like, think better of this. I, yeah. I wasn't there, Yeah, but, but if I was there, I would have, I obviously Being I would have Holy encouraged. Mountain. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. I would love the opportunity to throw away what little dignity I have in the service oh, of anything. That's the best way to put it. I've been there for years, but yeah. like not in a, like, I feel <laughs> like just, I was, I mean, I could go, this is off the menu, so I can, I can, I can wander a little bit. I was, so earlier today I was, um, I went and saw, so anyway, there's a bunch of different parts of this, but I went and saw the band sleep a while ago Mm, and it was the first time I'd like left the house in kind of a long time. And I was like, this is worth it. I'll go see sleep. And, you know, um, and the guitarist, uh, like Matt Pike comes out from the beginning without a shirt on like Mm. every show you know that's his thing he has like a and he he's like not like a bodybuilder you know and he's just like if i walked out and was just like i'm ready to go you know and he just because it's like drone metal so he's just got to do this shit for it's like you're watching like an athlete you know which i guess you always are with musicians but there's something really like physical about watching sleep Mm. and it's Mm -hmm. like it's like a kind of metal vibe but it's also very hippie because there's so much kind of like weed iconography but it's also really spiritual anyway i was uh i today i was going on a walk and i was um thinking about how awesome it is that like i i knew he was gonna just like not have a shirt on but how unconsciously and without hubris he walks out and is just like checking the stuff and is just like don't like there's something so over it you know, yeah, not yeah. over it, but like so, like familiar that Beyond I was, I was thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was thinking about a lot Ooh. of that in like watching the Beatles. Is like there's a sense of like watching someone who is like beyond a point of technical proficiency and is beyond a kind of self consciousness when they perform. Mm. And like I thought, like I was really like moved by the whole thing. You know, like I mean, I it was great. Like I went there with like Phil Cordelli and other. It was it was the best sort like. Phil came out of it and said, the thing about going to see sleep is they're, they're just what you want. And then they're more of what you want. Like they just keep going with what you continue yeah, to want. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was thinking today about like um, the sleeve that he wore, basically like a kind of like, you know, uh, like a, uh, like a compression thing for like, probably like joint pain or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so it's so awesome to just see this dude come out, like just looking like fucking, <laughs> It's like every the, like this weird every note stringy, is like a sweaty pitch. hair. Yeah, pitcher's pitch or something. It's and true. It's just like wow. Um, and anyway, so I was thinking about him not wearing a shirt and having that sleeve on, and I was just going on a walk, and I had headphones in, but nothing was on, and I was just like imaginative listening to all of their album Dope Smoker, and I had walked for forty five minutes and just ha- like was the thing. Like, kind of moving my head around with it too. And like, really like, but I was, I was like, there was some like Stargate shit with that where I was like, there's something about, um, I'm not exactly, I can't say with precision how I got here, but I feel like this touches some, like, do you, you opened up you the like, portal? Yeah. You left and went somewhere else for a little yeah, while. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's something what a relief. that is, it's specifically part of that genre of music too. It's like specifically like, it's why I like that kind. I like any kind of art that is, it's not that it's like, you know, sophisticated or whatever. It's that it's immersive and that it's committed, you know, and that it's transformative and that there's a ritual component to it. It's like what I like about all the dungeon. But yeah, there's a minute immersive and committed. Um, and there's something emotional about that, that like it enters in, in a different kind of thing than other metal. But like, uh, I definitely felt like transported in the way that like, um, happens when I watch certain dungeon movies or like, I felt a little bit transported into the style of Michael Mann's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you really feel yeah. oh, it's yeah. not just like you're in the movie, but it's like, I really just like, 
when I go back and watch Heat, I like this last time I just looked at Tom Sizemore's eyes the whole time, you know, to sort yeah. of see his vulnerability, even when he's like shooting cops or whatever, you know, like he's hmm. like wow. his hair is really emotional to me. Like he has this close cropped yeah. kind of Clooney thing. He's amazing like, in that movie. Oh, yeah. Like, um, for, for him, the action is the juice. Uh and you believe that that line doesn't come off as hokey. No, I know. It and he's works. not bragging. It it's said with a little bit of humility. You yep. know, it's a little bit that of that scene like, is a humility showdown. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. In a way, it is like the way that like people who have been or are currently addicted to the same drug that's maybe stigmatized would like. You know, it's like people who have been in prison, people who have like an addiction or something, yeah. you know, there's a sense of just yeah, matter of factness and yeah. unapologetic, like I'm going to relapse now. You want to, you want to, are you in, you know, it really is a scene of relapse, you know, oh, like, there's a lot of, is it time we're going to have to get into heat and we're going to have to man up. I would like to spend some time in Michael Mann's world yeah. with y'all, but you know, that's, mm. that's a, a, a post dungeon negotiation process. I think.